So the big question is this. How do young men like us, who didn't listen to society, who are on our own, how do we grow and improve ourselves so that we can live a better tomorrow? That is the question, and this show will give you the answers. My name is James Radzinski, and welcome to The Ascend Momentum Show. Welcome back, everyone. So, today, today was a good day. Let's talk. This morning, well, actually, let's rewind. Let's go back. Let's go to yesterday. Yesterday, I talked about this new thing that I discovered, this new website that I discovered, which is basically this person who is probably 10 years ahead of me in life and is a big reader and reads just like I do where he reads to improve himself. He has a website where it's basically just a a reading list and it's his optimal ultimate reading list for human beings so he pretty much says anyone who is a human should read this read all the books on this list and it's 180 books on the list so i had more time to look through it today and i'm really excited to get reading in in that list because 90 5% of the books on that list so far that I've looked at, I've never even heard of, much less read. So yesterday I got a $10 gift card for free for Amazon. So I went ahead and bought two of the books on that list. One of the books was his book that he wrote. And then another book was the number one book on the list. So his first book, the best book. So I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read any other book except for Transurfing right now because many reasons. Let me explain. Last time I read Reality Transurfing, I stopped in the middle of it around page 250 and started reading other books because I got bored. And I regret doing that, but it is what it is. Now I'm on around page 250 and I'm already looking for the next book to read and I'm trying to read the next book. But I'm conscious of that mistake that I made last time and I won't make it again. So I'm gonna finish Transurfing and then I'll read the next books. So the, the method that he uses is to read seven books at once. So you re- pick up one book, read it until you lose focus, which is usually one or two pages, and then go to the next book, and then read it until you lose p- focus, and then keep going to the next and next and next, and then just keep cycling through all the different books. So I'm not sure if that's the best. I'm, I don't know. I am still on the edge on that, but I'm definitely going to finish reality transurfing and finish studying it because now I'm even more motivated to finish it because on that reading list, he said the first book that he would recommend, it wasn't even on the list, like the, uh, the official list. He wrote like an article before he even presented the list and said that this is the book that you should read first in order to lay the foundation. So this book basically lays the foundation for all the rest. And it, it was the book that he recommended was reality transurfing the space of alternatives, the alternative space, which is the first book of reality transurfing. So I've already read that twice so far because i'm i've read reality transurfing parts one through five once and i already got through the space of alternatives for the second time through so i've already read the foundational book twice 
So then I'm going to finish the reality turn surfing and then start with his book. But I'm going to add one more book to the list and add it first. And it's Toofty, the Priestess, because that is another book about transurfing written by Vadim Zellin. And I feel as though it's very valuable because I just read his website. Vadim Zellin has a website and I read the Toofty part and I already got so much value off of that. And that was just the introduction. So I want to elaborate. I want to switch themes here real quick. Switch topics. Yesterday I talked about how I've been trying to stay awake more often throughout the day. And before yesterday, like two days ago, I was kind of down and I was bummed because I thought I was failing because I would wake myself up a lot throughout the day. So I thought that I was doing a lot worse than I was before. I thought I was on a downhill of progress. So for some context, waking up basically means to stay present and follow the transurfing principles. And and to be consciously aware, to be aware of things, be aware of how life is just a game and be aware of the actual importance of things. And maybe a month ago, I had been, I started on this journey of being, waking up, basically. I started attempting, I started working towards staying conscious more throughout the day. And let's say a month ago, right when I started, I would wake myself up five times per day. So I would, I would realize that I've failed five times per day. And then fast forward one month later today, I wake myself up maybe 40 times a day. I don't know the actual number. I don't count, but let's just give an example 40 times per day. So I catch myself failing 40 times. So basically I, I, realized that I failed 40 times per day instead of five times per day. And so I was easily misled and easily misinterpreted my progress and my growth. I thought that I was doing worse than I was before because I'm catch, I'm waking up so many, so many more times. So I'm realizing that I actually was asleep more throughout the day, but that's just not the case in reality. One month ago, I only woke up five times per day. So I was only awake five times per day. Now, fast forward a month later, I'm awake 40 times per day. So I'm awake. I have 40 opportunities to stay awake instead of five. So I'm definitely doing a lot better. And once I came to that realization yesterday, things were a lot more clear and I was a lot happier with my progress. And it kind of links back to the principle of coordination where you interpret everything as good, where I didn't, I didn't interpret that situation as good, but then I realized why it is good because I actually am making growth. So it is following coordination. So I want to talk about this concept that I learned in transurfing either this morning or yesterday. And it's for some context, a slide is basically a thing that you hold in your head that no one else holds. So for example, if you think that you are ugly, then you would be, and you place excess meaning and importance to that, your looks, then throughout the day you would think, oh, I'm ugly, I'm ugly, I'm ugly. I hope these guys don't think that I'm ugly or all that stuff. And then that affects your actions. But in reality, no one else actually realizes that you're ugly. Maybe at the first glance, you're like, oh, yeah, that's a little strange. But after the first meeting, like once they first meet you, it never crosses their mind that you're ugly. So <clears throat> that's just one 
example of a slide. And that's the negative slide. A positive slide can be, let's say you want to acquire more confident qualities. So you run a slide in your head where you are more confident walking up to girls. And you're confident in your approach and you're confident in talking to them. So that's a positive slide. And both slides tend to manifest, tend to... Re, uh, actually, I don't even know. I'm just going to go on. So what you can do is most people have negative slides in their head. You can just get rid of them because their foundation is important. So just discover what your negative slides are in your head and then just reduce the meaning, reduce the importance. And it's a lot easier said than done to get rid of the negative slides. Trust me, I know because I'm still working on getting rid of a negative slide. But as long as, but the first step to change is conscious awareness, awareness of the problem. So now that you're aware, you can take steps towards fixing it. But let's talk about positive slides. Positive slides are very beneficial. So one side that I'm running right now is more confidence talking to girls. And I just started that last night. And it's basically where you visualize yourself in your own shoes. So you are not visualizing yourself from the third person point of view. You're visualizing yourself from the first person point of view, talking to girls and being confident. And what this does is it expands your comfort zone and it starts to materialize itself. Outer intention can work and work towards actually you gaining those qualities. But there's one way to actually speed up the process of gaining those qualities to speed up the process more quickly and efficiently, effectively. That the first time I read Reality Transurfing, it kind of passed my mind and I didn't really notice. But now I read, I noticed it this time. And what he said is, if you talk to strangers, people you've never met before, while you're running your slide, that will speed up, that will quicken and make the process more, uh, you will quicken and more effectively apply the slide to your life, like manifest it into your world. And so that made so much connections with what I've been doing lately. I've only done it twice over the past 13, 14, 15 days, maybe. But, and it's going to the mall and talking to random girls. And he said that if you talk to strangers while running your slide, then it will make the process quicker and more effective. And when I was going to the mall, I wasn't running my slide. So now I'm going to the mall again this weekend. Today is Thursday, and I'm going to go this weekend with my friend Franklin again, and I'm going to tell him about the slide, and we're going to run our slides while we're talking to them because then it will expand our comfort zones, plus we will gain that extra, that extra boost of having the slide. So that's something huge that I learned. Now I want to talk about another thing. I finished the chapter on slides and now I'm on the heart and mind. So what I read this morning was actually pretty crazy. Um, not crazy, but I was, I was kind of amazed when I read it. And it's kind of what I've been hinting at over the course of this podcast that I've been talking about. And it's that he said, the consciousness is created by society. Society creates your consciousness. Society creates the mind and molds it. 
based off your worldview and your template. And the whole premise, basically the foundation of transurfing, the what what makes transurfing possible is outer intention. And the way you gain outer intention is through the unity of the heart and mind. So it's basically when your heart and your mind both agree, your soul and your mind agree, and then outer intention will take effect. And that's the powerhouse of transurfing. And so what I realized when he said that is, first of all, society has been sculpting our brains to its will and that's making outer intention atrophy. It, we, like, we don't have access to outer intention at our will anymore. But then he also said that it's based off of your worldview, your world template. And that really stuck with me because w- when I read, I add things to my worldview and change my worldview and actually take things out of the worldview. So reading serves to mold your mind to change your worldview based off the books that you're reading because that's new information that you're taking in. So reading Transurfing actually molds my mind towards that world template, worldview. And it allows me to gain that unity of the heart and mind easier because the heart feels and knows and the heart has access to outer intention but it has no will the brain thinks and is logical and it has a will like you can control your brain but it has no access to outer intention so basically what happens is when your heart and mind agree you are basically and you will it to happen like you get your mind to agree with the heart through your inner intention through your will basically you doing it on purpose then what happens is they are unified your heart and mind are unified and the downsides or the upsides of both are combined so you gain outer intention but you also gain your will so you combine them to outer intention and will together And what results is you basically get to use outer intention at your will. So you can choose your lot in life, basically. You can choose to achieve your goals. And it's simply through the unity of the heart and mind. Let me get some water. So the unity of heart of the heart and mind is basically when your whole body agrees. You basically are loving everything and you're agreeing with things. But it can also mean where they both, your heart and mind agree that this thing sucks and we hate this thing. And in that case, it will be manifested. And that's why your worst, your worst possible... Uh, What's the word? Like, that's why your undesirable events get manifested. So I want to talk a little bit about my progress on my medicine ball. So my medicine ball, I added it to my routine, which is basically me balancing on it. I bought a medicine ball and I stand on it and balance it, do squats, walk around on it. And I basically did that to gain better balance for in the future when I become a surfer, I'll be at an advantage. And this morning I was actually able to walk maybe 20 feet on it. And that was awesome. So I'm making a lot of progress and I'm still working on that. I also want to talk about the neck push-ups, the neck bridges. 
that I added. I can do 15 reps now, and my neck is definitely getting thicker. It's maybe not visibly, but I can feel my neck is getting stronger and I feel better. So I want to go back to the theme that I was, the concept or the topic that I was talking about in the beginning of this episode, and it was about the books, the reading book, the reading list. So I was reading through those. I actually read the first 80 books. I read through his thoughts on the first 80 books that he wrote on the list. And there's a a lot of books that I know are going to open my mind to life. And there was some pretty there were some pretty crazy things that I read on that on that website. And it basically said one of the books, maybe like the 50th book on the list, talked about how we're going extinct by the year 2050. And the author of the website said it so as a matter of fact, so matter of factly in in his thoughts and description of that book. He said, oh yeah, we're going extinct by the... 2050 he said it as such a matter of fact and then he also said that on the description about a book called the sixth extinction the sixth mass extinction which if you don't know there's been five mass extinctions in the history of this planet and the book is called the sixth and then he said on the description that this is happening now So that really, those books really sparked something in me. Not necessarily sparked, but it activated a piece of knowledge in my brain. And it made me realize that maybe I won't live a full life because we're going to go extinct. I don't know. But I, all I know is that I, I need to read all these books on the list because all those books have gotten him so far and I know they will help me a lot because they've changed his life so many times and I know they'll change my life. I can read them. I could probably just read them over the next year and I'll talk about them all on the podcast over the next year. It's 180 books, so it'll take... He said you can read one book a day for 100 days. In that case, it'll take 180 days, but... I'm not sure if I'll be able to do that. So... Over the... I will be talking about what I learned in all those books, because I know that those books will change my life. Reality Transurfing changed my life unscripted changed my life and both of those books are on his list now reality transurfing was number one on the list the foundation of everything but unscripted was a little bit later maybe like 70 on the list but still if they made it onto his list i'm sure he's read at least a thousand books if all of these books made it onto the list then they're definitely something special. So there's this thing that I was looking at last night on, after I was done recording my episode yesterday, and and for some context, I am on episode 36. So for the past 36 days, I've been recording Well, it's actually longer than that for many reasons, but for the past 36 days at least, I've been recording episodes, or let's just say for the past 36 days, I've been posting daily on the podcast. And in the beginning for the first maybe two, three weeks, I was checking the analytics fairly often, maybe once a day, maybe once every three days. 
sometimes I would go every day back to back. Sometimes I would wait a couple days. And the last time I checked the analytics, I don't remember when it was, but it was at least a week ago, at least two weeks ago, maybe. I don't know. It was a decent amount of time past. And when I was checking my analytics, I had seven subscribers, 250 downloads. And I was, I was looking and I had one person who was listening to all of my episodes, one or two or three, maybe, I don't know. And during that time, I was still recording on that crappy voice recorder, which if you don't really know, go back to episode two or one or whatever and listen and then go to episode 15 it was where I started editing it and making the audio a little bit better I'm not even sure if it was better but then it wasn't until episode 28 so eight episodes ago where I actually started I actually used a nice microphone so this microphone that you guys hear now has got very good audio quality and I've only been recording with this microphone for the past eight episodes. So what I'm trying to say is that back when I was checking my analytics, I was still using a voice recorder, a very bad quality audio. And I feel like that many things were holding, many factors were playing were added in, into the equation of why my views were so low. Well, for starters, it was because I had only recorded like 14 episodes at that point, maybe. But also I feel as though people were getting on, people were listening to the, a few episodes, but they just didn't keep with it because the audio was so bad and they didn't, they didn't want to bear the audio. That's my prediction. And so if you're going back, if you went back and you want to go back and listen to all of the episodes from the start, good luck. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for the terrible audio. But I hope that you just can see that that's where I started. That's where I came from. And that's the journey that I've taken. And that's only been a month ago. It's, it's only been a little over a month. And... The whole point that I'm trying to say is that on September 1st in, I don't know how many days are in August, maybe 30, maybe 31, but in, on September 1st in about a week, I'm going to be checking my analytics. Actually, it'll probably be a little bit after September 1st, maybe that Monday, first Monday of September, because I... We'll be on, I'm going out of town next weekend, not this weekend, but next weekend. So I'm going to have to have an extra backlog of more video of more recordings. I'm going to have to record multiple times in one day to prepare for that trip. But what I'm trying to say is that when I finally decide to check my analytics, I'm fairly certain that it's going to be higher than seven subscribers and 300 downloads or 250 downloads. But I don't know exactly how much it will be. And I don't know how quick, I don't know anything about average growth rate for podcasters. But I imagine that 400 downloads per episode is not that hard to achieve because I was reading after I recorded that episode last night, I was reading a article about ways to monetize your podcast. Now I was just reading this for, I was just bored to be honest. And I was waiting for the pod, the video to download and I read it. And there was one thing that really caught my attention and it's coaching they said, offer a coaching service. And then I remembered back when I was watching YouTube and I was watching Hamza. He was talking about how 
he had his YouTube channel and then he was offering a coaching for self-improvement for $1 an hour. And this video was basically made to teach the lesson to charge more and to actually increase your rate. And it's basically to actually value your time more and actually charge more because it's better for the customer experience. But in that video, he said that he was charging $1 an hour. So basically working for free below minimum wage coaching and his clients would get on the call and they just kind of goof off the whole time, not take anything seriously because they'd only paid $1 to be there. And they were talking to this YouTuber. So they were kind of just trolling around and then he read the book, one of the books, I think it was the $100 million offers, maybe. But he read a book and it basically said, increase your rate, 10x your rate. And so he was, he put down $50 an hour and then he was getting ready to delete it because, because that seemed so absurd to him. It seems so undeserving. He was just working for $1 an hour. So who is he to say $50 an hour? It, he thought that he was so selfish and all this comments went into his head. And then when he posted that, he finally decided to do it. And then he was expecting a lot of hate off of his YouTube channel. And there was some haters. But then he actually had someone buy it. Someone paid to get on his coaching call for $50 an hour. And that person, first of all, Hamza was able to give them so much more value because they paid $50 an hour there. So they were paying a lot of money and they were listening because they invested in themselves. And so he was, the guy, the client was serious about it. He was serious about it because he paid $50 and then he actually ended up getting results. Now, all the clients that he had that paid $1, they never got results. They gave up. But that first $50 an hour client, he got results. And then Hamza learned something. He, he realized that it's not about the money. He got so much more gratification and so much more delight from helping this person out and changing this person's life and helping them along their path than getting $50. Now, the $50 was awesome, but he he realized a lesson that it's not about the money, it's, it's actually about changing their lives. So I haven't learned that lesson yet, but I can see it, I can realize it. But me reading that coaching suggestion on that article of how to monetize your podcast, it just made me remember that video about Hamza. And I believe that I can be a good coach. I know that I can help you guys out. And the reason why I'm talking about this now is because I want you guys to see the journey. I haven't made any money yet, but I believe that this will be... I know that I can make an impact on people's lives. So I don't know the price that I'll charge. $50, $100, $500, $20, I don't know. All I know is that I know that I can make an impact and I know that I can help people out. And, and then I read more on that article and they said that when you're a podcaster, you're positioned as an expert in your market. So when you are a podcaster and you have a podcast, people perceive you as an expert. So your, your perceived value is increased. And that was, that goes true with Hamza. I, I, he was a YouTuber and he had a lot of subscribers. So his perceived value was increased. His expert, he had an expert status to him. And 
I believe that that is another way to develop the expert status through podcasting. So that will also help me to help you guys more. That's basically where I'm at right now. I'm, and I actually have a whole plan with this. I'm planning on doing some coaching sessions and actually getting some money flowing into and make my first dollar. Cause so far I haven't made any money off the, these businesses, uh, off this business. And I know I was talking to my friend about this today when I was explaining to him the coaching thing. And if I can make even $20 an hour online, if I can make my first money, doesn't matter how much, get the ball rolling, that will change my life. If I made $50 off of this podcast, that will absolutely change my life. Even $50. Now, I have much higher aspirations, but that's what I'm trying to say is if I make $10, that will make me feel so amazing. And then once I, once I, I'm trying to get some more coaching sessions, I want to coach you guys more, which I haven't even started coaching and I won't start for a couple of weeks. I probably won't even start until I'm 18 years old so I can man- process the payment or maybe b- before, I don't know. But, the thing is that the I'm trying to take a bunch of coaching. Now, I know I've read The Millionaire Fastlane and this business model violates the ter- the commandment of time and the commandment of scale. Actually, it kind of works with scale because it's a magnitude. And then it kind of violates entry, but not really because I'm, I needed to build up a podcast to build the reputation and the expert status. So not really, but control, it satisfies. Entry satisfies. Need satisfies. Time does not satisfy and scale kind of satisfies through magnitude. But the thing is, I don't, in the beginning, I'm absolutely fine working for on a hourly rate because now let me give you an ex, uh, some context. A month ago or a couple months ago, I was completely against any hourly rate on my, on my business. I thought it was the worst thing ever, but the thing is me working on the coaching will give me so much experience and so much knowledge and allow me to actually talk to my dream customers and identify common issues, common problems, common frustrations amongst them all, amongst all of you guys. And this is just my business, my entrepreneur mind working. And I just want you guys to know that I didn't have this type of thinking a couple months ago. I developed this type of thinking through reading books. But the more and more I coach, let's say I do five coaching sessions, I can pinpoint all I can find common frustrations amongst all five of my clients. And then I can try and satisfy those or try and fill that need, try and build a product or create a book or a guide online, create something that's outside of my time that satisfies sense, control, entry, time, scale. Uh, Oh wait, control, entry, need, time, scale. It satisfies sense and put it online and put it live and then send people to it. And that would be the end, not necessarily the end goal, but that would be the more long-term, the more long-term business strategy. So what I'm trying to say is that coaching, although it's, 
it fails sense and it's not a perfect business model, it will give me the experience and the information and the knowledge and it will expand my comfort zone. I will probably be uncomfortable coaching my first call. But the more and more I do it, the more comfortable I get around it and then the more comfortable I feel as an expert because I'm going to be honest, I do not feel like an expert right now. But I know that I was reading in Expert Secrets, Russell Brunson's, that that's a common feeling to not feel like an expert. And so the more practice I get with coaching and helping people, that will also change my life, my life because I'll be making money, I'll be rolling. And then I also realize that I can make change. So it'll, it'll really get the ball rolling. And right now I'm just working on, I'm working off of discipline and willpower. But once I start making money and start making a change and start helping people for real, because I'm going to be honest, I have not helped anyone. I haven't even talked to a customer. I haven't nothing. I've provided zero value. But once I start doing that in a couple weeks, then that's when I start to, that's when I really start to, my fuel switches from discipline and willpower to passion. And then I'll want, I'll want to keep going and it'll be easier to keep going. And that's when the positive feedback loop forms. And that's an example. For example, when someone starts going to the gym, now this is how I was and this is how most people are. You have to start going the first couple of weeks through discipline, pure willpower. You have to have the discipline to go to the gym for the first couple of weeks. But then after a month or so, and you check yourself in the mirror and you see progress, that is huge. That is, that sparks something in you where it's instead of discipline, it's actually easy to go now because it's passionate and it's a positive feedback loop. Let me get some water. Now there's another slide that I've been running. So that's my plan. And then I realized that I actually needed a slide that works with this, that will help me move forward. So one of the slides that I plan on doing for going to the mall, the slide that I'm planning on using for the mall is more confidence and being calm talking to girls and being comfortable around girls, talking to them, even strangers, random girls. But the other slide that, there's two more slides that I wanted to do. One of the slides that I thought to make was an entrepreneurship slide. So I I visualize myself having all those entrepreneurship values and mindset, skill set. Visualize myself as an entrepreneur. I kind of threw that slide away because I don't know why. I just did. And I'm probably not going to use it. But the third slide that I actually plan on using and that I have used last night, I only used it once though. So it's not really taking into effect, but I can tell that it's actually, I'm doing a lot better. And it's that I realized in order to get 400 to 500 downloads per episode, I have to become a better podcaster and people will need to want to listen to me. And so I realized that I have to be better at talking and I was re listening to one of my episodes, just a couple minutes of it the other day. And I realized that I talk really fast and then I gasp and you guys can hear me breathing and it, it's just not the greatest thing to hear. And I'm going to be honest, I was not conscious of that until now. I wasn't conscious of that throughout this entire episode until now. So that's one thing I need to work on, but also I need to be better at talking longer and better, like more effectively. 
because there are many episodes that I've recorded where I just pause for long moments and I don't really like when that happens. I'm sure you guys don't like it either. And so the slide that I made for myself is to visualize myself as an expert podcaster, an amazing podcaster who knows exactly what to say and who knows exactly how to say it and can fill the entire time with communication and speech. So that's another slide that I was working on. But I'm really excited for this coaching thing. And I, I'm probably, I've actually have a lot of plans, just simple plans. And one of the things that I want to do is to make a funnel, a funnel, an application funnel. And this is one of the funnels that Russell Brunson uses for higher ticket programs. Now, this is not going to be a high ticket thing, but I'm going to treat it as such. So the the value is going to be high ticket, but the price is not going to be high ticket. I'm not going to charge hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of dollars for this. But I'm going to create the funnel just like it's an offline application funnel. And what that is, is Russell uses it for applications into his inner circle program, which are limited slots and people want to get into that. So he basically has them fill out an application trying to sell Russell Brunson on it. So it's a reverse. The The customer tries to sell the entrepreneur, the business owner. And so they try to convince Russell to let them into the program and then they Russell has his team members sort through all the applications and then create meetings and create calls and then they call one of Russell's team members and then it's basically an interview and so that's kind of what I'm that's kind of what I want to do for the coaching thing. I don't want to have an actual interview. I just want to have an application where people can apply and I can sort through them. And I feel like that would be good because when I was two years ago, if I was looking for coaching, I would not want to, I feel like this would be one of the best ways that I would, I would like to do because I wouldn't want to call someone because that would build up a lot of nerves and anxiety in me. And I, it would just defer me away and I wouldn't actually have the opportunity to get into it. So I would have the application and then I would just have the applications be sent to me and I would check them and then actually contact the people and set a meeting time. So I want to talk about outer intention again, but it relates to this. Let me give an example of my limiting beliefs. So as you guys know, me and my friend Franklin are going to Funnel Hacking Live. And when I was budgeting it out and trying to figure out how much money I had and then how much the each expense costs... I was trying to get the cheapest hotel and I was basically choosing to get the cheapest stuff possible. And then I was reading transfer finance all about allowing yourself to have and giving yourself the luxury to live in luxury and allowing yourself to live in luxury. And so then I realized that I'm basically holding myself back and I'm choosing not to have the luxury of staying at a nice hotel and actually getting food and actually doing all this stuff that I want to do, but I think that I can't afford it. And I'm going to be honest, that's still a limiting belief that I hold today, but I'm, I'm conscious of it and I'm trying to stop it, basically. It's trying to reverse it. But one of the limiting beliefs I have about this podcast is 
I don't believe that I could actually gather 500 listeners per episode. I don't believe that people would actually want to listen to this podcast. And that is one of the most dangerous limiting beliefs, especially since I'm checking the analytics after three, three or four weeks in two weeks or so, in one or two weeks. And I'm trying to build up the audience so then when I finally check it, it'll have a high number so that I can take off, take this business off and start to give you guys more value outside of the podcast. And what I'm trying to say is that my limiting belief is that I don't think that people will be listening to me even right now. I don't think that people are listening. I feel like no one's listening. I feel like those seven people left. But I realize that it's all about choice. And that is simply just a limiting belief. I am limiting myself and limiting my potential. And I just have to allow myself the luxury of having hundreds of listeners, maybe even thousands, maybe even millions. I have to cut out those limiting beliefs and be conscious of them because that's one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately is I'm not sure if people are listening and I'm not sure if, and I'm thinking, what if no one's listening? What's my plan once I start needing to get money in and monetizing? But I just have to go with the flow, the alternatives flow, and trust the alternatives flow and know that the right things will come and the world will provide and everything happens when it needs to happen. Everything will happen when it needs to happen. So I can already sense that some of the stars are aligning and I fear creating a dependent relationship with this, but I'm just going to say if when I check how many downloads per episode and it's over 400, then I can start monetizing and selling a coaching and then I'll have some money rolling in before even Funnel Hacking Live happens. And that will get me prepared a lot more for Funnel Hacking Live. And plus, my my parents will actually be able to see. Now, they're supportive of me. They love that I'm doing this. But I, they'll be able to see that I'm actually bringing money in and this is legit. And plus, I'll be able to see myself. I'll actually be able to convince myself. Because I'm not even going to lie. I've sounded very confident in my business to everyone around me, including you guys. But I'm not even gonna lie, I'm not 100% sure and I'm not and I have my doubts, but I'm conscious of that and I keep reminding myself that I simply just have to allow myself to be successful. Now, it's all about allowing yourself to be successful and choosing success. Let me get some water. There's a limiting belief that pops up into my head every once in a while. And for context, I'm 17 years old. I'm about to be 18. And the limiting belief is that I feel as though since I'm still a kid, and even when I'm 18, I'm still young, I can't provide value to the world and I can't actually make money. I feel like I won't be successful because of my age, but I'm conscious of it. And I realize that no, I will be successful and I'm going to choose to be so. It's all about transurfing. And this is why I'm really starting to hound down on these books, this book list, because if transurfing has changed my life this much, and I've discovered this book list while I was researching transurfing, And this person said that the foundation to the book list, the book that you should read to build a foundation, foundation is reality transurfing. Now that is so huge because I've read it once and I'm halfway through the second read 
And so I actually developed a strategy, a plan to read, even though a couple weeks ago, I was saying I wasn't going to do this, but now I'm so excited for the future and so excited to dive into this reading list. I developed a plan to read 20, at, at least 16 pages, but try to do 20 pages a day of reality transurfing every day so that I can, if I read 20 pages a day, I'll be done by my birthday. But if I read 16 pages a day, then I'll be done by Funnel Hacking Live. So then once I get home from Funnel Hacking Live, I can start on the new on the new books. So I'm probably going to end up doing the seven, 17 pages a day because it's more like 16.3. So I'll do 17 pages a day. But right now I'm aiming for 20 pages a day because there are a couple days in between, maybe four or five days that I'm going to be out of town. So I probably won't be reading. So 20 pages a day over the next 30 days, and I will be exactly where I need to be so that when I get home from Funnel Hacking Live, I can start building on top of my foundation. He said that the book for foundation is The Alternative Space, part one of Reality Transurfing, the five-part series. And I've read all five of those books and I've already read the first maybe one or two books on my second read through. So by the time I'm done with Transurfing, I will have a huge foundation. So then when I actually get to the point after Funnel Hacking Live and start to read those next books, first of all, I'll be at a huge advantage because I'll have a stronger foundation than someone who would have read it first or just once. But also... I will have taken a lot of action. So I'll be seeing this stuff in real in real time and I'll know that this stuff is real. And I was just skimming through the descriptions of a few of the books and I know that they they have stuff to them. They there is a lot more just by reading the descriptions, I know that there's a lot more to life than we have been led to believe. And I know there's a lot more. Even even now that I've discovered transfer, I know there's way more. And so I'm really looking forward to the future because I created a whole plan in my head and I'm just being conscious of it now that this plan that I've mapped out, get 400 downloads per episode and then start monetizing through coaching. And then by the time I'm done with that, by the time I go to Funnel Hacking Live, I'll be done with transurfing. Now that's the that whole plan was made by my brain. And the brain is not the soul. The soul has access to the alternatives flow, which has the most optimal route in your transfer. It has the most optimal path. And the brain can it's nearly impossible for the brain, the mind, to come up with the most optimal path. And so this path that I created in my head is probably not what will end up happening. The The world will take into consideration what I want and will find a more efficient way to do so. And so I just have to let it do that because if I try and manipulate it and try and splash my hands in the water, that's the metaphor he uses, then I'll just be holding myself back. And yeah. But as of now, this is the path that I believe will be forward. And to be honest, over the past couple of days, I've been slacking, or the past couple of weeks, actually, maybe months, I've been slacking and I haven't really done much for business. And I don't really, I don't know if it's because my heart doesn't want to or because I'm simply just lazy. And then once I heard about the coaching thing, I instantly got excited I instantly got excited. So I think that my heart is crying in joy, crying of excitement with the coaching thing. Because that will also be another another comfort zone challenge for me. It's it, I expect it to be easier than going to the mall and talking to girls, but it definitely will not be easy and it definitely will be difficult at first. And... and 
I'm hoping to actually get to the mall three more times. So I'll have five times under my belt before I start coaching. Because I'm going to do the third time this weekend. And according to my framework, it just takes five goes until it's in your comfort zone. Five times. To wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure to remember the Eagles.